Do you guys have a La Colombe out there, Randy? No. It's like a coffee shop. Uh-uh. They make these uh, like nitro coffees that you can get on draft at the store or you can get them at their coffee shops, but then you can get them in the store in like little nitro cans. I do like nitro coffee. Oh, man. And they make this triple espresso one. And every time I buy it, I just am like <laughs> losing my fucking mind. It's like insane. I don't know what it is, man. But yeah, that stuff's intense. That's great. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode 8, and my name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey everybody. And DJ Mandolini. That's me. And how are you guys doing? Awesome. <laughs> finally, Great. finally ready to got record. a response for once. For once. <laughs> I was ready for, once for it we're this ready time. to record. Done giving you the cold shoulder, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Only warm shoulders now. Ooh, nice. I'll nuzzle right up to <laughs> <No>. those. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll just dive right into it per usual here. Uh, last week, we uh, decided we were going to play a little uh, hashtag breakfastist battle. Yes. Uh, that's kind of spelt, just to spell it out real quick, it's like break for, I, I don't know, it's, it's basically breakfast and exorcist. Yes. <laughs> combined <laughs> um, with the front and back half of those words. But yeah, just look it up, I guess. It's hard to, I'm not going to spell it out. But, uh, but yeah, it's a 2D uh you know breakout clone essentially yep. um with a but with a bunch of interesting ideas uh it has a bunch of different multiplayer elements both co-op and uh or b- multiplayer modes there's co-op and there's uh just like a versus mode and then there's kind of like a high score mode but we all kind of decided we were going to play through some of that this week uh it's a game that i have put personally a pretty decent amount of time into um but uh, i have played a handful of times with dj and a few friends uh over the years, and I think this was uh, pretty new to you, Randy. I shouldn't say over the years or over the course of the last year or so. Yeah. But uh, and then this was a pretty new one to you, right, Randy? Yeah, completely new. This uh, this week was my first opportunity to play. So uh, happy to have that opportunity. Another puzzler, another competitive puzzler. So of course we have yeah. to right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, and definitely more of an action focused. Uh, yes. Puzzler. It's not. Uh, uh, there's a lot of luck involved with the different power ups oh, yes. and whatnot you can get, which we'll get we'll get into that. Were you able to play any uh, any multiplayer, uh, Randall? Were you able to play any with Tina or with any friends or anything? Yeah, so Tina and I played uh, some of the the co op or arcade mode as they call it, but we played the the two player co op of that where you're you're kind of on the same screen, but you only take half a screen each, and you're you're basically just trying to clear that screen uh, as if you would in in the single player, but with two sets of paddles and yeah the one screen and, and so. half half size paddles dj and right. i were just playing the same mode so you're you yeah like dj was on the left half of the screen and you cannot move past the the middle yeah which takes then, a little uh, getting used to yeah <laughs> but it but i really like that uh yeah. and I, I do think it's interesting how they keep like a two separate scores for each player which only score corresponds to that player's uh ball or balls if you get like a multi-ball power up um, yeah, I like I thought that, that was interesting how it keeps the score. But at the end of the day, it just tallies it all together and you just get like a final, you know, total total score, which is what goes on the high score, which unfortunately, this game does not have any leaderboards. No, what's the deal or anything with that? like that? That's that's a huge bummer for it a is. game. That, I mean, I, I was pretty hooked on just trying to chase my own high scores. But like once I felt like I had a run that was just like 
you know, they, this game gets frantic, oh <laughs> like beyond gosh. frantic so fast, especially yes. in single player. Yes. Or in the, I guess in this in the two player arcade mode, I should say. But in in, in multiplayer, if you play versus, we've played four players with some friends a oh few my times. Gosh. And uh, it it's what's cool is there's totally different power ups. There's different, uh, you know, it'll if you get uh, I forget what the power ups called, but reverse or whatever it is. It'll like flip the other flip three upside characters down. upside down. Yeah. Are you, were you able to play versus mode as well? Yeah, yeah, Randall? we played a we played a round of versus as well, and yeah, kind of saw the the different options there too. So yeah, there's quite a few different different things, and you know, when you're playing single player, you can get a shield, which is crucial to keep your keep your high score running and your oh, combos yeah. going, and your or not your combos so much with the shield, but you know, just to just to keep that run alive. You know, so there's a lot of luck involved, but but, you know, I'm I'm somebody who can really get suckered into these high score chasing games, even if I am just chasing my own high score. I mean, I, I played the shit out of Yoshi touch and go for the Nintendo. Oh, man. Ninten- <laughs> Nintendo DS just trying to break my high score. Like, can I get further than I got before? And it's not a great game by any means, but I just, you know, games like Downwell or, yeah. or whatever. Not that this is a direct comparison or anything, but yeah, if just something about chasing that high score, or chasing that combo or or trying to best myself. Um, right. Really, you know, again, the leaderboards would be huge, although I would then find out how how not good I am at this game. But <laughs> yeah, but it gives you something to strive for even more than just your local high scores. Then that exactly. could add a lot. Exactly. Or at least see, you know, we could see each other's high scores right. and whatnot. But uh, but what about you, DJ? You've been a little a little quiet over there. Well, this is my first breakout game, so I'm actually curious Dang. what you think. Uh, what what's unique about this one, aside from the breakfast theme, like you're <laughs> you're knocking down waffles in this game. Um, I mean, if if you go all the way back, I think the original breakout or Arkanoid. I, I don't know which one was the original, um, but but I'm pretty sure there's like nothing in regards of power ups or anything like that. I think okay. it's pretty strictly like you're just hitting the bricks. I think there are some of those bricks, like in this game, there's like the red waffles that take you know you have hit them once then they turn into a golden waffle and then you hit them one more time and they're gone i think there are those like double uh things that you have to hit or there's like different um um like metal block you know blocks that you can't break and you just have to avoid them and do you just have to break all the blocks on the screen and i don't think i don't think things like come down like the the bricks or the waffles in this case aren't coming down from the top of the screen, kind of right. like they do in a puzzle game, like like they're getting pushed down. Right. Where it's in breakout, you're just trying to break all the bricks without letting the ball get past, past you. So in this game, it. you're only taking the slight punishment of just losing some time. Yeah. Uh, when you miss the ball, and then you, loss, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Although so, Arkanoid so does that, give you a laser upgrade, I gotta throw that. Oh, in okay. There. Okay. Say so I, I remembered you, that. Do you know which one's first, uh, Randy? Breakout or Arkanoid? Trying to figure out. I think Breakout's first because on the Wikipedia page for Arkanoid, it says the genre is Breakout. So that should. Okay. (laughs) There you go. It's not even a clone. It's just like the genre. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's pretty definitive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You heard it here first on Pursuing Pixels. Yeah. Breakout was first on Atari. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, that's that's the main difference is you're not put. And this, the frantic nature, it's, it's more, uh, breakout can be more of like a endurance kind of game. You're just trying to like last out, you know, just like, even if you're not breaking the bricks, it's just like, okay, I just got to keep it going until I can get that perfect shot. And there's no, 
no punishment for time. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there is a timer on the levels. I don't remember. Got it. But but yeah, there's not that frantic like just everything pushing down and the music is just speeding up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> almost instantaneously. And this is like the music itself is already pretty intense. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what genre we were talking about it a little bit. It's like EDM. EDM. Yeah. Yeah. Techno, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. Um, but just like it um, already is super intense and the, the, a lot of the songs have lyrics about breakfast and waffles and, yeah, it's, and whatnot. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty goofy. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it just, just instantly, especially when you're playing with a group of friends, it, it really gets you sucked into the, the, I don't know, the tone that the game is setting. You the just anxiety. get, you get, yeah. And you just get kind of like, you just get kind of amped up with the game when you're playing with friends and and you know i don't know how i used to play this game before bed i would just oh, like play geez. it handheld on my switch a few rounds and then call it a night were you actually successful attack. doing that like yeah that's when i got my high score oh, man uh, my my high score which uh what, what's your high score so far randall oh god i don't even know offhand uh i i, I can look let me look <laughs> kind of i know mine was like we were just playing so mine was like five hundred and twenty six thousand oh, dollars it's all in like money yeah. But it, it was a fluke run. Like my next best run was like about half of half that many points or half that much money. That's nuts. So, but uh, but yeah, it has a real like kind of cutesy, uh, you know, cartoonish art style. I like the, the art style is cool. But, like the a lot of pastels, just like tons of color. I do. Yeah, like and that. the the characters are goofy. Like I always pick this like dog that's like popping out of a watermelon or something <laughs> yeah. like that, or a cucumber. Yeah. Um. And there's like the there's like a purple sheep and yep. a bunch of different just kind of animal, a unicorn, cat. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Which no no real effect, uh, unlike some of these other puzzle games that are like competitive battlers or whatever. Um. They don't have different power ups. Yeah. Or different sets of. I was kind of disappointed in that, to be honest. I, I felt like they could have done a little bit more to differentiate. Like, oh yeah, I'm picking this character. Like he's got a stupid catchphrase, and he's got this like power up, or he can affect the garbage that somebody else gets in this way, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Even just the catchphrase, yeah. it, it would have been enough. You know, just a little something, and may, maybe there is a little a little bark, but I don't recall. Yeah. I don't anything think so. with a lot of personality. Yeah. Maybe the color of the background changes per character. I felt like that was kind of shifting with different character choices, but maybe I'm, I'm not sure. No, I think it does. I think you are correct. So my, my high score in solo is only 112,826. So not even okay. close. Not okay. even close. Yeah, they, uh, keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's DJ was having fifth. a run already. The bay already. Uh, I was. Looking I wanted like to dethrone you. Right I was away. like, get out of here. Shut this. <laughs> What'd you off. get to? <laughs> I got seventh on his, which was, I got like around two hundred thousand. Oh, that's pretty so, good. Yeah, yeah, for day one. Yeah, but uh, awesome. I, I can't say. Uh, you know, there's a. I guess we we should get into some of the different power ups, and there's like little eggs uh, yeah. that are dispersed uh, within the waffles that are. You know, you can get the standard, some of the standard stuff like multi ball, or uh, they call it fireball, which will just like go through and break like every brick. Uh, like it won't bounce off the brakes. So it'll right, just keep just going in a straight line. And yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of crazy power ups like it'll turn into like a giant pancake and all the power ups will stack. So if you get multi ball and giant pancake, it's like all the multi balls <laughs> turn into these giant pancakes, um, which are huge. Yeah. Uh, and you can get like lightning bolts and bacon lasers and, you know, that uh, that allow you to almost turn it into a shmup for a quick second and shoot you know, the, the bricks that are in front of you without having to worry about the ball. Right. Um, so just, it, you know, just gets real frantic real quick. And, uh, 
it's a good bite size, you know, because of the intense music, at least for me, um, and and the intense gameplay. I'm I'm only usually good for you know, uh, you know, ten or a dozen rounds. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm usually pretty tapped after that, but it's still a good fun like one that's you know you don't really even have to have any video game experience like if you know how to use a joystick right um which is pretty self-explanatory or, or at least be can be pretty easily demonstrated i mean there's um, even a, a tilt only mode i tried it oh, it's impossible right. but like <laughs> yeah i've never tried it i can't to, even like, imagine you can go it without pressing any buttons or moving any joystick you can just kind of shift back and forth on a controller so yeah yeah, but but definitely just a, a go to game for me when I'm having friends over or just looking to kill a few minutes uh, The you know, the, the rounds are super bite sized you know, a run as we've as I've been referring to them as at least, you know, is like maybe a minute, two minutes, three at the most, you know, right. um, yeah, I not think- more than five at the, at the absolute most. I, I, you know, I don't know the exact time, but they're they're really quick. Yeah, I definitely think the appeal of this game is playing with friends like i mean i was playing a decent amount of the single player but you know i gotta admit i was mainly concerned with beating your score (laughs) (laughs) which again goes to prove that like they really should have leaderboards on this yeah because just again even if i was just able to see okay i can't i get don't stand a chance on these global leaderboards but if i can filter my friends in you know i can see where dj's at i can see where randall's at yep and at least see where i stack up with my friends so yep um yeah, that's yeah, a little bit of a letdown, but yeah, but no, that that music and uh, and all those power ups like which are unique to this game, I think, lend itself to being addictive. Like I found myself wanting to just go round after round like I, I wasn't feeling like wanting to stop at any point. So like it, it's hard for me to imagine one of these type of games without that. It's like, yeah, almost what they should be. Yeah. Yeah, Although I, I wasn't was, that big of a fan of the slowdown mechanic. You guys experienced that? The slowdown oh, when, mechanic? Like, if like it's, when if it's, there's one left. Yep. And, and it's like oh, just really? Yeah, you're really close past. to it. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. I really like that. It's like a little bit of that peggle. It effect. is the peggle thing, but like in a frantic game like that, I feel like it, it screws with my kind of like flow of the game, the flow state for me in control of it. I don't know. Huh. That's well, interesting. It, it actually kind of pulls me in a little bit. I It like gets me in that like, oh, am I going to get it? Oh, okay, <laughs> shit, I got to get back. Like it takes me out and then pulls me. It makes it feel more frantic, I guess, even sure. though it is slowing it down. But but I do uh, I do really enjoy that. I, I enjoy most of what this game has to offer. I'm not, I certainly doesn't have a ton of depth or anything like that. Yeah. Um. But that in in this particular case, I think that's what shines about this game is that, you know, there are a ton of power ups that that keep things interesting enough. But it's so simple that you can just get any group of friends that you have together to play it. Yep. Um, yeah. And That's I don't really think we I have if, to say about I it. I don't but. think we effectively stated, but there's no online multiplayer either, besides the online high correct, school correct. leaderboards. It's all so, local, which is all local features in general. Yeah. Would have loved online multiplayer. I know that's a lot more complicated than just the leaderboards, but this game I think would have been a lot of fun with that as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And there, it does suffer a little bit of slowdown, like the times that I've played with some friends, like like actual slowdown when I've played with some friends and four players. Yeah. Um, if, if there's like a mode where like ever, everyone gets set with the same layout, it's not random. So like when you're playing versus like all four players will will have the same layout of waffles and bombs and eggs and whatnot. And if but it's the, a if it's power ups might not be the same, right? I don't know. I think they are actually. 
but I, I don't know for sure. Okay. Like the and the power ups are always located within the eggs. I don't know if we mentioned that before, but right. Um, on the on the mat, like if everyone's gonna hit a bomb at the same time, like some of them are just laid out where like a bomb is right at the bottom of the, you know, the bricks or whatever, or the waffles. The bombs knock everything back up. They knock everything oh, back sure, up, and then yeah. they blow, yeah, and then they blow everything. Too. Yeah, and then they blow everything up within their radius. But sometimes they'll, you know, they're laid out in like these predetermined grids. It's not, it's not randomly generated. I don't think. I think they're predetermined, and it's like they're fully chained together bombs. So like if everyone's hitting that at the same time, the the screen just goes kind of nuts and almost freezes for a second. So it doesn't Jeez. run perfectly. But uh, but again, it's just kind of like a silly game. It's I I definitely don't get serious when I play a game like this. You know. I'm just kind of playing for, you know, talking a little trash and and just, you know, killing a little time or just something to do. So, oh, yeah, I, I've had a ton of fun with this and gotten my money's worth more than more than enough times over with this game. So I don't have much more else to say about it. But uh, anything else you guys had to add? No, glad I that I was able it. to buy it on sale. It's you know, it's fun for what it is. Glad it's on my switch. Is it is it something that you see yourself going back to Randall uh, and like and revisiting with some friends or revisiting with uh, Tina or um, eh, maybe once in a while. But like already we have revisited uh, playing more Super Puzzle Fighter. So I think there's other games that are more go to for this same type of vein than Brick Forcist for us. <laughs> yeah. Do either of you remember what the standard price for this was? Ten bucks. T- uh, Ten bucks. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I just figured since I'd probably only play this with you that I'll just, you know, mooch off you. Yeah. Evan. <laughs> yeah, again, I, I definitely to recommend it, I definitely recommend it as a multiplayer game. I, I don't recommend it as a single player game. No. It is still fun and I did find myself getting hooked, but without the leaderboards and without some of those extra features and and reasons to keep coming back or unlockables or pallets or just something to give you an incentive to play single player other than to just beat your own high scores. I, I don't feel compelled and don't don't feel great recommending it on that front. But if you have some friends and you you know someone who gets together with people and plays video games on a on a somewhat regular basis, uh, well, and even like you were saying, you don't need to be super well versed in games to be able to pick this game up. So right, just yeah. going to a, a party where there's a switch or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, that that yeah. is definitely something in its favor. That's a good point. And there's obviously there's not a lot of other breakout clones out there at this point. So that's also something novel for it. Right. Okay. So I'm not missing out on some huge job. No, <laughs> no, no, definitely no. It's, not. A, it's a pretty simplistic. It was, it's more that it's just like kind of one of those founding Atari, like very early on, you know, it's single player pong basically, Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, if we're going to move on from there, uh, I actually have a, a handful of games that I've played this week. I know you guys had a little bit of a lighter week, so if you guys are cool, I'll I'll dive into something real quick here. Take the lead. Go for it. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, uh, I actually uh, DJ and uh, and I and then a buddy of ours, uh, John, who, again, we've I think we've mentioned him a handful of times on the podcast now, um, and I'm sure we'll have him on at some point. But uh, he stuck around for a little bit longer after DJ took off and we played a little uh, Splatoon 2, which he is a huge fan of. Like he has put over a hundred hours in, I think, or at least close to that. And it's a, this is a game that I have just just bounced off of both the original and this one, and not not bounced off in the sense that I hated it, but just I, I you know I just I didn't get it. I don't know. I, I just right. never grabbed me. 
Uh, but John uh, has hyped up this uh, salmon run mode for a really long time, which is basically like a horde mode. Right. Uh, if you're familiar with stuff like that and like Gears of War or right. uh, I can't think of any other games, but basically there's just like waves of enemies that keep uh, and this isn't endless waves of enemies. There's basically uh, the way it's set up is like there's three waves of enemies that'll come at you and there's like seven or eight different types of bosses that, of course, you have to go through a tutorial and face off against all of them. And uh, we were like, oh, yeah, let's play some Splatoon. <laughs> and then, oh, wait, I got to play a half hour of bullshit before we can actually play this together. Oh, no. But uh, <laughs> but oh. anyways, but that beside the point, if I would have. But I, just to show how little of this game I've played since it came out, um, I'm still playing tutorials and stuff. And uh, but anyways, once I got that all figured out, we started playing and it's basically there's it's a four player mode. Um, and uh, you're just playing with it was us two and then obviously two other just random people online. And these like waves of salmon or the salmonids, I think they're called, uh, come in and there's all these different types of bosses. There's like this like giant like tower enemy that shoots out these like lasers. And then once you kill the boss enemies um, and there's I'm trying to think of some of the other bosses. There's like a they call it maws It like you can see the cursor where it is on the ground and then it'll like jump up out of the ground and eat you or whatever. <laughs> um and then once you've died, you don't respawn automatically. You have to actually get shot with like ink by your teammates. Okay. Um, and this is like a third person shooter. If you're if you're not familiar, it's just like a third person uh, squad based shooter where you shoot out ink and then you can cover the ground and and swim in that ink in like a squid form. Yeah. Um. And that's basically the main premise of the game. Um. And uh, you you basically start with any of four random weapons. Um, and there's, yeah, three rounds and you just have to kill these bosses and collect their like golden eggs and bring them back to your, uh, like little cage or net or whatever it is. Um, and you just have to collect enough and defeat all the enemies and not have all your teammates die. And there's just the three waves and it's just about <laughs> collecting enough. It's, it's pretty pointless in a way. Sounds but fun it's, though. It, it was really fun. Yeah. I had, that was the most. You know, I tried playing a little bit of the campaign. I tried playing a little bit online of just like the regular competitive mode and and playing this cooperatively with uh, both with strangers and with, you know, with, you know, and thankfully there's no voice chat. I think there is if you have the Nintendo like phone app. Yeah. But yeah. there's that you can basically just say, hey, this way or I need help or booyah. <laughs> and those, are your, those are your only commands. So it's kind of nice. There's like even even less than Rocket League. You know, there's, you Nintendo. just can't talk shit. Yeah, um, which is but it's effective enough. You know, if you're if you died and you need somebody to respawn, you you can say help. Yep. Uh, and you float around in like a little inner tube and you can kind of move around. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was just uh, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I had like the time of my life playing this game. But uh, but I was happy to finally get underneath the surface of uh, of what Splatoon is offering. And maybe you get underneath. Maybe you can see my, you know, <laughs> the invisible ink yeah um but uh, yeah i'm hoping i can i'm hoping i can maybe you know try try to get into this game at some point because i i've seen you know when they announced that octo expansion and yeah. a few other things like they they there's I, I really like a lot of what this game has to offer but just like you know booting up the game each time and having to sit through the whatever those squid sisters are called oh yeah and where they kind of talk about what's upcoming and Here's and what are the maps of, for yeah. the day? It's like, why don't they just like do that the first time you play the game or like at least let you skip it? You just can't skip it. You know, yep. you can you can you can fastly you can quickly uh, scroll through the text and stuff, but you can't just skip it. Yeah. And it's just and they change that stuff all the time. It's it's really like there's a lot of barriers uh, into getting into this game. 
Yep. Uh, for me, at least, you know, the menus are really obtuse and and just unintuitive, um, which is actually uh, John was playing a little bit of Smash Brothers. He had his switch with him and he was playing a little bit of that after. And it was actually interesting to me to see how much of Splatoon's like menu and interface Smash Brothers has borrowed. Oh, interesting. Uh, I what, think it's what like, do you mean? Just like uh, even like like a lot of the things in Splatoon are like made to look like they're like made to hang up on like a retail like hang tab and like the things in Smash Brothers have that on them. And just I don't know, just the way it's like all your you get all these like spirits that you can equip that have different buffs attached to them that are kind of randomized. You can do that with all your outfits and different things you have in Splatoon. It's like there's a lot. I don't know what I don't know. Maybe Smash started doing that stuff first, but I don't think so. but they there's a, there's a lot with, of that DNA brawl with some of that stuff. I can't remember. Exactly. Yeah. But, but but there's a lot of that a lot of familiar DNA wherever it came from. There's a there's a lot of crossover yeah. between those two, at least what they're you know, the, the way the franchises are on the switch. But but yeah, I don't have too much else more to say about it, um, I, but I just was having a really good time playing it. But you had a question. I do have a question. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember on the first one because I had it on the Wii U, you know, you could you had a map on the game pad was they make a map easily accessible in this one uh in this in this mode there was no map okay. i know what you're that talking I, about though that DJ, i know where you can like warp to a specific area of the map really quickly with well, a, a screen and, and you can just see like who's got what part of the map covered already in right. ink and yeah yeah i don't i in the competitive mode, I feel like there is a map of some kind that you can see. I yeah, and I think you like. can quick button press instead of Might be touch. like a Rocket League kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, where you can like hold down like the thing to see the score and stuff. Okay. I, I don't, we, I, I don't know. We were only playing this salmon run mode, so it. The, it was strictly cooperative and like there wasn't any, it was all about killing the enemies. It had nothing to do with, I mean, you obviously had to cover the ground so that you could travel quickly and refill your ink and, and all that stuff, but and, you know, the, all the different bosses and stuff make you utilize your bombs and different weapons and stuff. So it's it's interesting. But I, I do really wish that, you know, unfortunately, in this mode, um, most of the modes, I think, have two different maps that are unlocked at any at any given moment. Yeah. Um, that are just like on some kind of timer that rotates everything out. Uh, but in this particular mode, there's only one map at a time. Hmm. Um, and you know, it, it, thankfully in this, at least in this map, there was like a high tide and a low tide and an even lower tide. So like things would change and vary between each wave. Um, and you know, the layout of what was available in each wave, you know, for you to travel on was, would change, but, uh, but it was still the same map every time we played. So I, I do wish there was a little more variety in that regard. And even in the regard of you know, at any moment, there's only two multiplayer maps in the regular competitive modes. Uh, I don't know. There, there's so much content in these games. I just wish they would really make it available. <laughs> yeah, make it available for you to pick and play, especially, you know, if you want to play with some friends. Like, I just want to play this mode and I, or I just want to play this level with my friends. You yeah, know? especially yeah. with friends like on regular public online multiplayer. I can understand some of the choices around okay these are the maps and we're gonna funnel everyone into these maps to make sure we have full you know amount of players in each game or whatever quickly i get some of that stuff uh but yeah if you're playing with friends you should have the entire game available to you if you've unlocked it or or otherwise yeah i couldn't agree more question for you what controller were you using to play it 
I was playing. So John was playing. He plugged his switch in on my TV because I was doing something else. Yeah. And so then I just played. I was just playing handheld uh, on my switch. OK. Um. So I was I, I guess with the Joy Cons. So, OK. Oh, yeah. I forgot you owned it. I thought you were both using the same one. No, you can't. Like, I don't think you can. Screen? I don't okay. think you can play split screen. Okay. I think you actually have to play online. Okay. I'm not positive, but we couldn't find a mode where you could like add a party member on huh. the same system. So that's kind of weird too. Yeah, yeah I was asking because I, I know they. I remember I've got Splatoon two as well, and I only really played it at the beginning when it first came out, but. I remember them hyping up like the pro controller as the preferred method because of the full like analog sticks. But then you tilt the whole controller to like aim where your ink goes and that type of thing. So that is how experience was. John is a gyro man. He plays he plays with the gyro controls. There's people that swear by it completely. I would never. I I want to I want to move that joystick. So, yeah, I've never I tried it when it like that's the default control. If you play with the pro controller and I think even if you play with the joy cons, it's the default controls. Probably. Um, But but I immediately turned that off. Okay, just like I just like I did in Breath of the Wild. Just like, no, thanks. No, thanks. I'm not. It doesn't work poorly. But I just prefer to to have a more tactile feel sure. as opposed to like a it kind of feeling floaty. Sometimes those tilt controls are are pretty decent though. But yeah, they, I, I they, know where you're coming from. They do like like I said in Breath of the Wild, they worked great. I didn't mm-hmm. have I never had an issue when I was messing around with them. But I just still preferred to to have that. I don't know. It just doesn't. It feel it just feels different to me. I just prefer the joystick. Takes some getting used to. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And I just I don't know. Sometimes I'm just not sitting in the, the way I sit when I play a game or, or lay for that matter. Right. Um, you know, is never in a proper position to really utilize that feature. So. Right. And if you're playing portably, that's even harder to use tilt at that point because I'm right. moving your whole screen around. Right. That makes sense. Um, yeah. But uh, but I didn't really have too much more else to say about Splatoon uh, other than uh you know i might dip into it but again uh those menus are so obtuse like this this salmon run mode you have to go into the menu and go to grizzco whatever the hell that means but that's that's how you get to salmon (laughs) run mode uh which is apparently like you're feeding these golden salmon eggs to to mr grizz of the grizzco corporation so he needs whatever the hell that all means uh yeah go to grizzco and play salmon run uh it's pretty fun i want to <laughs> we should play well, it we should play, we should, I was just gonna say we should play together. I would totally we should, be down uh, with scratch that. that surface. Yeah. yeah. Do you own this game, Randy? I do. Or, or I meant to, I meant to say DJ, but I'm glad that you own it, Randy. Do you own it, DJ? No, I just own the first one. And like my experience with that was, I played it for maybe the first month or two after I bought it, but didn't really return to it. So I assumed i'd have kind of the same reaction with this one so it's definitely not much different so yeah if he was maybe like still has it yeah he probably if he does we should we should try to play some online together one of these days i'll rob my roommate uh, just borrow it (laughs) (laughs) yeah just borrow it without asking i feel like if it was like 30 dollars, i'd maybe be tempted but like i can't justify buying this for 60 based on how much i think i'll be using it yeah and it, and it is like I said, it is a little obtuse to get into, like the menus and the the clothing and all the different upgrades and weapons. It's just like, what is going on? How do I get from here to here? It's cool. There's like a little hub city, right? That like each store is like a a different uh, tab of the menu, essentially. Yep. But it's just it's a little hard to get around, and you can just go to a regular menu, but it's just again, it's just labeled Grizzco. It's not labeled, <laughs> you know. 
horde mode or co-op <laughs> you know right it's it's like you have to know what grizzco is and now to you understand do. what it is so yeah <laughs> so that's it but that's all the modes are so yeah again a little obtuse to get into and it's not certainly not my favorite game and it definitely feels more like a sega game than a nintendo game but i can uh, see that um it, but it looks beautiful it's got love a, the it's way got, it looks it looks yeah. great oh, especially awesome the wii u one looked great the switch one looks fantastic yeah. it's like Everything looks so like shiny yeah. and like, o- like oily and like it, it just it looks cool. The character designs are really cool. Yeah, it, it pops and it, it has that jet grind radio. It does kind of vibe without without the cell shading. You know, it doesn't necessarily have the same look, but it has the same feel yep. to it. You know, the same colors and the same it, it feels A lot of the very same vibes. Honestly, is jet. Yeah, grind very radio. lively. It just yeah, it's and the music. Uh, that's yep. another thing we didn't mention. It has a very cool um, just like all over the place, like kind of crazy soundtrack from i think a bunch of just like original artists i think uh, you're right just like hand selected a soundtrack which is very un nintendo (laughs) so this game's well the series is huge in japan at this point so yeah yeah and it and it feels feels that way oh yeah definitely it feels like it it has some it doesn't have typical western sensibilities no uh you know in a lot of ways no but cool game yeah <laughs> but uh yeah that that pretty much wraps up splatoon 2 there um who wants to go next i guess i can go i mean yeah a little follow-up from last week yeah uh my week has been solely dedicated to bad north which you turned me on to last week um little real-time strategy game on the switch that you know supports Surprisingly, you know, you can get a real-time strategy to work well on the console, apparently. It right. plays great. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I said the thing. same thing last week, but it works great yeah. it, on a controller. Yeah, I mean, it just the whole map is just set up, you know, in, in a grid, so it's easy to be like, okay, like, send these people to this tile. You're not, you're not selecting very particular points like you would in a normal RTS game. Right. Um, but... Jesus Christ, this game is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and you dove in on hard mode right off the bat. Right? Yeah, you're just like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm my, better. My hubris. Oh my gosh, <laughs> no, I'm starting me. to get to the point where I'm wanting to go to hard mode because I've been playing a little more this week and and the waves take a little longer to start building up at the beginning. So I'm like, even though I'm not beat, I've not beaten it yet on normal. I've been thinking about moving to hard. But how's that experience been just diving right in? Oh, geez. I mean, it 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 is like challenging sometimes like right away like i've had runs where you know i just got i just died on like the second island just (laughs) because like you just barely didn't have enough people or you know you don't always like you can't always calculate like you know or how many of my guys are gonna die from this uh yeah it's not this cut way it's not like hey these five enemies are coming in i have nine so i'll have four left after it's not oh. cut and dry it's like there's there's a little more ambiguity okay yeah in a that random regard. number generator thing going on there sometimes a little bit yeah a little bit yeah. yeah uh and i think what makes the game particularly hard is in the later levels it, you don't know what sorts of enemies are going to be coming your way necessarily um, and I think that, you know, if, if you knew ahead of time, like how many of each enemy you could expect, uh, I think maybe your choice of what types of units 
you may have in your squad would differ like right yeah i think oh, we mentioned this- last week there's like either archers uh pike like you know spear pikes or uh like sword and shield right infantry right and it's like oh like maybe i actually only need one pikeman uh squad on this one but i picked two and now i'm kind of screwed if a bunch of ranged enemies come in and they'll just wipe me out uh so i think i yeah not not knowing what you're gonna get on some of these levels it it can really like make or break you yeah you you thankfully you are able to look at the map before you commit you can like go look at the island before you commit to you can go back to the map after you've checked out the island before you deploy your troops. Yeah, and you see the layout a different of, island. Uh, of the map. Yeah. But you don't yeah, know all you, the enemies that are on that island before correct, you're there, right? Correct. Yeah. But you can at least see, like, okay, this is like an, there's a lot of elevation here, so I definitely want to have my archers. and Because, right. like, you can really take advantage of the archers and the pikes when you have, like, if any enemies have to kind of come up, like, a a slope. Right. You can just put some pikes at the top of the slope, and they're they're basically not going to get up. Right. Um, not not 100 percent of the time, but they're, you know, but again, yeah, if they're sending in waves of archers and you've got too many pikes and it's kind of flat land, you're screwed. You know, they're they're going to start picking you off um, and you can replenish your troops and whatnot. But yeah, the, the, this game is just, yeah, I've been playing a lot more this week as well. Still on normal, like I said, but really having a good time. Yeah. And there's like a lot of different strategies, too, because you can choose different ways to upgrade your uh, squads like. Do you want to make, you know, their base stats better or do you want to give them these items and make the items more powerful? Uh. Or do you want to give them these abilities like, you know, your sword and shield guys can have an ability where they can jump off a cliff onto a group of enemies. It's, is that more valuable than upgrading all their stats? There's there's a lot of different uh ways to approach this game and I'm still trying to figure out which is the best <laughs> because I got Three levels away from the end, and I fucked it all up. So, um, I'm trying to find that that perfect combination because I need to beat this game. <laughs> I'm curious. Can you like pour all of your resources into making like a super troop amongst your different troops? Is that like well, a possibility? Here's the, well, you can. yes and no. You can only um, pour resources into a troop into troops that you are using on that island i see you can take you can take four different units onto each island and only those units can then get the coins that you collect at the uh, end of the level right okay for uh first keeping the houses on the island safe that's how you collect coins and then you spend those or you give those coins to any given character but then again also if that character any upgrades you've given them or items you've given them or items you've upgraded any coins they have currently if they die they're gone all the upgrades they have all everything they've you've ever given them they take with them okay so i don't know if that's what you were about to get at dj but like the other troops that you aren't using aren't scaling with you at that point either because they're not getting those coins right correct i'm understanding yeah so i pretty much try to stick to like four to six troops right like squads because aside from that i'm i'm not going to bother trying to upgrade everyone i'd rather just make you know a few squads as powerful as possible and make them just super elite yeah and you see and and for what it's worth so you start out with two squads every time is that is that how it is on hard as well so two squads that are that are just kind of like a base unit that is not any of those three classes that we kind of mentioned before and then once you get 
I think six coins. Yeah, you, uh, can, you can then choose between the archer, the infantry, and the pikes. Okay. Um, but yeah, like DJ was saying, sometimes you can really get in a bind because those that basic unit is basically just like a small like dagger sword that with no shield. So they they really have no defense. You really have to kind of just. I don't know, not not wing it, but you're, you're really Hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, you're really at 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 your wits end right off the bat, almost, yeah. especially in hard mode. I was watching DJ play a little bit and I was like, whoa, these waves of enemies are are extreme compared to like it's sweet when you're getting dozens at a time and ugh, you're just mowing them down with your pikes or your archers. It's yeah, it's yeah. a great feeling. Yeah. And, and the See game has a, blood. I was I was just going to say it's funny you mentioned that because I was just going to say. You know, the game has like a really nice, like almost like calming aesthetic to it. And the blood is not uh, not overly. I know we've mentioned it about a couple other games before, but it's not like or about ape out or something, but it's not right. like overly. It's not grotesque. Yeah, it's just like, like a that. kind of like dark red, like splotches. It's not it's not like spurting out. It just kind of like stains the land where right. the enemies were killed. Yeah. But you just can go like, turn that eh. off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when they're it's like eh, 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 eh. it's like little little tiny sound effects like we mentioned before. Yeah, there's almost no music. Just kind of like a little pulsing, like, like drum yeah. rhythm in the background with like a with sound effects. Really, it's it's really just really minimalistic across the board. But you can turn that blood off if it's if it's something that bothers you. Um, and otherwise, you know, this this game just has a really nice aesthetic. It kind of has two different aesthetics too, which I really appreciate. Both, you know, the the game aesthetic, but then when you're on the map and you're looking at like the kind of two D hand-drawn map and and characters and stuff like that it it just is a really clean well put together game yeah yeah i i again i think some extra details would you know make it better like being able to you know really easily see how many people in your squad are left like we talked about or yeah you know on the map you can see like okay if i go to this island there's another squad commander i can get or there's an item that will be on this island, but you don't know like what kind of squad it will be, like if it's gonna be okay. a squad of archers or something, or you don't know what item you're gonna get. And you know, I think because you can't hit up every island, you do kind of have to like choose, like, okay, I'm gonna take this path. Like it is kind of risky because it'd be like, yeah. oh, like I want to get this item, and you know, I hope for like you know the items that increase your squad size but if i get something like the warhammer where you know, like you get to just pick uh, a tile to slam down on once a map like i find that a lot less valuable and it, it, then, it would definitely affect the the paths i would take but you know maybe that's just part of the difficulty of the game that was intended like, and i do like that i do like that, that cool. kind of you just had you kind of have to like live with the choices you make um yeah, I, I really appreciate that about this game, how it really has like a true roguelike right. feel. You know, you're not you're not buying these upgrades for like, oh, now my pikes are permanently awesome. They're just like you start from scratch every time. And yep. I, I really like that feeling of. Helplessness, I guess, you know, yeah. just like it, it, it makes you you got to get up for the run each time, you know, and a lot of these runs like take between feeling. like an hour and two hours, maybe up to three hours wow. if you're going to actually beat it but you know even on after being on one of those runs if i die i'm just like okay just starting another one like i'm 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 that hooked yeah (laughs) and it's and and they are like even though not to make it sound overwhelming they they are like little bite-sized islands and you can save your run 
and pick up right where you left off. You can't oh, like nice. cheese it or anything, but you can like say, okay, you know, each island takes five, five minutes. minutes max, five, six minutes. So you can, you know, after you've done a few, like I usually do like maybe five or 10, maybe 15 and then, okay, I've, I've had about enough. I'll oh, take geez. a little break for a while. So <laughs> it, it depends on the mood I'm in, but, but yeah, I've, I've been finding myself playing in shorter bursts, but it's, it, it's perfect either way. It's very healthy of you. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that you can save it an Island and then, you know, close the game out completely instead of just putting it in idle mode or whatever, where you're kind of stuck with that in a three right. run. So, right, right, nice. right, right. Yeah. So, uh, Anything else you wanted to add on that? I'm, I plan to play more of it. In hard mode, <laughs> Me too. Hard mode, yes. Okay. And I'm I'm actually thinking about I'm I'm planning on playing more as well, and probably going to bump it up to hard mode myself. So yeah. I, it feels like that's the way it was intended. Yeah. Because I almost think well, it was like it, that was the default. I it think. defaults to normal for sure. I, I didn't change any settings okay. when I, I other than turning I mean, the that tutorial makes sense. off. It just detour. It, well, I don't know. Moonlighter defaulted to hard, hmm. so. Um, well, we didn't do our research, <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you though, that hard feels more once you get the hang of it. Yeah. Hard feels like the way to play. Cause it does feel like the first like four or five islands, maybe even six islands when you're playing on normal are just kind of, you're just going through the motions of the beginning of the game. Um, which is, you know, something like some of these better or game roguelikes that I've really appreciated, you know, like enter the gungeon and stuff like that or or uh downwell you know they they either let you breeze right through that initial opening of the game or like in downwell for example you can kind of bounce off a bunch of enemies and rack up combos that allow you to either get more health or more ammo and stuff like that and you can use those opening kind of easier stages to to buff up and kind of play in like the more meta strategy you know so right. I, I always appreciate that when the game allows you to to take those different approaches so yeah i do agree that hard mode is probably probably the way to take this game oh yeah to get the right pace you know to get the right anxiety <laughs> <laughs> well uh well not to not to keep shutting you out here randy but let me let me just talk real quickly since it's a relatively smooth transition here into another roguelike <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> yet again that i've been playing and I, i've only played a handful like literally two or three runs so it's something that i'm probably going to follow up on but it's a game called Unexplored that I've had on my Switch for a little while um, that uh, I think it was a pretty big hit on uh, PC and then got ported. And it definitely feels a, a little clunky. It definitely feels like it probably plays and, and controls a little smoother on PC just because of all the menus and stuff you have to navigate. And uh, just like being able to hover over things with a mouse seems oh. like it would be ideal yeah. um, as opposed to like pulling up all these menus. But I'm just I'm just starting to get the hang of like. You know, the left trigger pulls up the map, the right trigger pulls up the inventory, the, you know, you can pause the games, but if you don't specifically pause it when you're opening up the map and the inventory, it doesn't pause. So like all these weird little quirks, which, you you know, thankfully it does have a ton of options. I think you can change that stuff to like, hey, pause the game when I pull up the inventory. I think you can change a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, Whether that specific setting or not, I don't know for sure, but there's a ton, a ton of settings, um, both in different like difficulties game modes you can you can even it's another uh you know dungeon crawler top down kind of deal it's a really kind of another minimalistic minimalistic aesthetic uh not quite as minimalist as uh bad north but pretty minimalist um, though visually yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's hard to decipher like you we were talking about this a little bit earlier but it's like you're like is my character a person yeah is it just like a, <laughs> a I and i don't think it is i think it is supposed to be some kind of like hairy monster thing 
Because yeah. like the the art, it looks like sort of like a Viking, but it but it has like a weird, like its legs look like furry and stuff. And you have like only know. one eye or something. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's it's a weird aesthetic for sure. But uh, and even even the gameplay is a little weird. You're you know, it's like a twin stick almost, and and you have a sword, and you can equip one thing in each hand. Uh, different. You can get spears and swords and all kinds of different weapons. Uh, again, I've only scratched the surface, so I'm sure there's a lot more. Um, but you you basically just have to touch enemies, and then once you touch an enemy with that sword, it'll turn from white to black, and then there's like a short cooldown, and then once it turns white again, then you can attack. Huh. Um, and then you can also then use the triggers to like swipe those weapons, or if you have a dagger, you can throw the dagger. Um, and basically, from what I understand, is you're basically just trying to like explore these dungeons and get all the way down. It, it, the dungeon itself is, uh, I think it's called like the Dungeon of Doom or something stupid like that. Uh, but you just have to get down 20 floors and find this Ankh and then bring it all the way back up to the top and escape. Okay. And that's like the premise of the game. But but you go through and you find items, you collect them, and, and every time you die, all those items then you, that you've collected throughout the run then turn into gold and whatever, and then you can spend those on the next run to like buy a few things to take with you, whether it's like potions or health rations or... Um, you can even buy like the tavern keeper who's like the host or whatever of the game or like the, you know, kind of guiding you through the the menus or whatever. Um, you can buy him a beer and he'll like give you a hint or maybe give you an item to take with you. Nice. Um, so it's uh, again, I've only scratched the surface and I, I'm just kind of finally starting to have it feel a little bit more intuitive. Uh, so I kind of more just wanted to bring it up in the in the sense to encourage myself to keep playing this game. I figure if I talk about it on the podcast, I'll I'll want to follow up a little bit more. But uh, <laughs> it's a game that I was kind of hot and cold on. Like I'd it would catch my eye, and then I'd watch some gameplay, and it would look a little strange. I you know it's again it's a little hard to decipher, but I it it is. It works a lot better in action and when you're in control than when you're just watching video of it. Um, and there's there's just little cool quirks like you you can find a little like barred window that if you go look through it, you can't get through it, but you can look through it and then get a little peek of like that area of the map uh, oh, before you cool. get over there. Um, and there is a little bit of slowdown while the levels generate. Um, it like lets you know, like, oh, the next floor has been generated for whatever reason. Are they auto generated um, levels? Yeah, it's all it's all procedurally generated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shoot. All so right. it's a, yeah, it's a, come on, it's another roguelike, Randy. What do I you didn't expect? realize. It was <laughs> what do you expect from me? I guess that's true. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's so it's yeah, it's all randomly generated, and there's there's all kinds of crazy settings. Like you can change it to have like more monsters, like like have it be more combat focused. You can change it to be more puzzle focused, and have there be more like traps and puzzles and stuff. Um, you can check both of those boxes and have it be both and you're, you're, there's more rewards, but obviously more risk because you got to right. solve more puzzles and have more enemies to deal with. And you can, uh, take a torch and, you know, burn a poison cloud and have that all burn up and you can swim there. It, it, there's, there's a lot of possibilities here in this game. I think they're, they're doing a lot. And again, they, they announced unexplored two, which is what caught my eye has a totally different art style. Um, it's like 3d cell shaded still kind of same deal like a top down looks like same kind of general gameplay but caught my eye and i was like you know i've had this game sitting on my switch for a while i should go check it out which uh i don't know for how long the sale is going on i think it's till the end of uh the month here but it's still on sale uh at the moment on the nintendo switch for i think under five bucks so oh, nice. damn. definitely definitely recommend 
checking it out. If you're into, again, this does seem like it's another one that like, you know, you can save and quit and pick up where you left off. It seems like if you are to get to do a full run of like down 20 floors and back up, it's going to be a long game. Like, you know, like three, four five hours, I would okay, guess. So damn. it seems like it's got a good I, I, I'm just guessing. But I mean, it, it seems like a very committal roguelike. Have it's, you, it's more true to a true rogue experience. Have you gotten to the Ankh yet? God, no, I've gotten to like the third or fourth floor. I, I, I like I said, I've, I've only I've only wow. put a tiny, tiny bit of time into this game. Like I, I really feel like I'm. I still don't even really feel like I figured it out. I watched like a couple like developer videos of like, here's a few tips of how to how to go about playing this game. Here's a few strategies because uh, it was it was a little obtuse. I, I did feel the need to look up some more information. Like I felt like I was maybe missing something, but but it's also meant. But there's all kinds of just just tons of items and tons of different scrolls and curses. Like if you equip a cursed item, you can't take it off. Uh, but you don't know it's cursed until you put it on and like all kind. there's it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. It leaves you it has that cave blazers kind of feel DJ where it's like. You don't know, you just have to kind of like try stuff out and like take what you get. And so does it feel like you necessarily have to, you know, fail a bunch of times before you can, you know, be well equipped to actually beat it or could you maybe theoretically beat it on your first couple runs i think you could well you nah. dj could beat it on, <laughs> could beat it on your first couple runs but i don't think it's i you know at least saying? for me like, i i think you definitely need to figure out what is even going on okay i, I think it takes a few runs to even understand okay. the flow of the game but it's not like uh you know you haven't unlocked enough, so you're not going to be powerful enough. On I this. don't think it's like that at all. Like okay. I, th- I think you again, you get that gold that you can spend pre-run, but it's it's pretty much only like health and potions. Like you, I don't think you can really buy like more powerful weapons. But again, I, I've only played a little bit. At that I could be totally wrong. There's definitely a huge pool of empty slots that I'm assuming are going to get filled in as I progress. Right. So okay. Um, okay, I don't know, but I will uh, hopefully keep you guys posted on I mean, that one. And uh, for under five bucks, I'm I'm curious. So. Okay, cool. Well, that's all I really had to say about that one. So uh, I've been talking a bunch, but uh, I know you've been playing uh, something else, Randall, this week, I would imagine. Yes. So, uh, yes. Another follow up from uh, last week's podcast. Uh, I have now beat Blossom Tales, which I am excited yeah. about. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ended up with uh, the, the clock in the game says 15 and a half hours, which is pretty good nice yeah uh especially that's a pretty meaty yeah for like an indie title that's a I pretty know, meaty right? game and i still have not found everything despite beating it like the it was part of me that was like oh i you know i kind of want to get all the scrolls and i kind of want to fill out all these slots because oh there's two missing uh active items that i could choose from i still don't know what those are or where those are located you know if i beat the boss am i gonna come back to it so but at some point, I'm like, ah, you know, I want to talk about it on the podcast. I want to beat this game. You know, it's been a minute since I beat a game. I'm excited and I'm really enjoying Blossom Tales. And so I want to keep that momentum going. So I did um, made it to. But my main man, uh, the evil wizard, Crocus. Uh, <laughs> so it's Crocus. It, it is officially Crocus, I've decided. Um, in, okay. uh, in pursuing Pixels lore, it's, uh, it is Crocus. <laughs> I am going to ask those guys. I want to ask him what the pronunciation <laughs> well, is. Well, we're we're telling them. <laughs> <laughs> they never used voiceover in their game to tell us exactly. what it is. So you know, that's probably a good thing. 
Um, <laughs> but I went to Crocus's Fortress, which was not easy, I'll say. Uh, it, it ramps up the difficulty a little bit, which I appreciate. Um, DJ had kind of mentioned last week about how you get a certain amount of hearts and you, it, the the difficulty curve kind of eh, kind of evens out a little bit where you don't have to worry about most enemies. Um, and I was kind of experiencing that, too. I had 15 hearts uh, when I ended and like, oh, you know, most of these enemies, they are tougher, but I have so many hearts that it's really a, a non-factor most of the time. But and potions yeah and potions yeah geez i had like 10 or 11 potions i think (laughs) like and i just never used them because you know you didn't even feel fair like yeah i know right and like i did notice them dishing out the hearts what was that yeah i i I was gonna say yeah i did notice them dishing out hearts like where i wouldn't even well i should say i didn't even notice like i would just like think i took a bunch of hits and then i'd look up and be like wait i'm at full health yeah what happened (laughs) so you you broke those jars in the corners and they had (laughs) a bunch more hearts and coins exactly but sorry to cut you off oh no worries i i love talking about this game so uh yeah in crocus's fortress um that started ramping up where there's a little bit trickier floor puzzles which i still loved all the floor puzzles i think they're really well done um and then there'll be sections where there'll be uh these enemies shooting like kind of homing orbs at you while you're trying to go on this very very tiny path um, and then there'll be parts of the path as it's disappearing that are forcing you in a direction, kind of like, um, it's like a auto scrolling moving walk where, you know, if you don't just kind of fight against the current, you're going to get pushed off the side and have to start from the beginning of that path again. So that, and you have to do the whole sequence successfully, or you just start right back at the beginning of it. So those areas were, were pretty difficult, uh, in the fortress, uh, definitely fell off multiple times, uh, that slowed me down a bit, but. You know, that's okay. I don't mind difficulty. So I uh, definitely got some really cool items towards the end, too, like this uh, fireball shot. That was kind of my go-to. Uh, did you did you experience that one much, DJ? Yeah, I mean, once I once I got the lightning yeah. in, the, in the last one, it was just like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is what I'm <laughs> using to take out just, like, <laughs> groups at a time. It's, it's just like, yeah, I think it's the best item. Which I felt stupid because I got the lightning, but I never actually really used it. I tried it once or twice, but I didn't realize that it won't do anything unless you're close to an enemy. Like, it doesn't right. even show that it happens unless you're close to an enemy. So Yeah, that's fair. There's no visual indication if you're not near anybody that it would do anything. Right. Um, As opposed to the fireball, it's going to shoot the fireball regardless, even if right. you aim and miss. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, you know, I'm kind of comfortable with this fireball. It does pretty... Decent. It's basically like you, you take the bomb and it shoots all the way across the, the screen, you know, and explodes and, and has a pretty good blast radius. So I'm like, OK, this is this is my jam. And yeah, I, it, I, I guess that. it did feel like there are a lot of just different ways you can approach enemies. It didn't, you know, for the most part, it wasn't like this own this enemy only gets damaged by this specific item. It's just like, OK, well, I want to use the boomerang or yeah. I want to use. Yeah, I don't know about bow. like early on. I feel like there was like there was definitely a boss or two that I fought. Like, again, I have I only played I definitely played less than you guys of this game. But like there was definitely a boss where you had to like hit it with a bomb or hit it with an arrow. I can't remember the order, but you definitely had to like hit it with the arrow, like right in the eye thing and then throw a bomb at it mm-hmm. to do damage. So it had some prescription to what you had to do. But uh, but I do agree that it had a little more fluidity or a little more versatility than a zelda game again not to keep drawing those comparisons but like you know They're zelda games are different. super scripted <laughs> in that regard you know yeah so at least a lot of times 
That is a good point, though, because towards the end, yeah, you could use, I, I didn't really actively think about that, but you could use practically any item that does damage that you felt most comfortable with and complete the game that way, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, and also, like, in much. terms of in terms of the puzzles, like, most of them weren't item-based. They were, like, right. you know, the walk on this path so that you never touch a tile more than once or they were like brain they were like brain based puzzles. yes (laughs) like you actually had to solve a puzzle with your brain which i love just they're awesome yeah Yeah. they were cool there were a few finesse puzzles like there was some cool there was some cool puzzles with the boomerang too where you had to like throw the boomerang but then like move in a certain way that would like make the boomerang you know you had to get it to follow you in a certain pattern um like you couldn't just throw it you had to maneuver right um, but but in a game where you can only equip two items at a time it's good that the puzzles aren't mainly based around that where you have to keep switching in and out so you basically have to say hey my boomerang is in this dungeon and i I can only pick one other item yeah Mm -hmm. it's cool that you can pick two or all of these puzzles are based on the boomerang so you're only going to use that in this fortress it wasn't anything like that which is nice yeah, so. I, d- I definitely need to need to go back to this game now that you guys have both cleaned it off your list. You just need to finish games, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> you never finish <laughs> games. <laughs> that is probably true, but uh, but I again, I've I'm still I still got a little ways to go. But uh, d- d- what what else uh, throughout the? I mean, was there a nice finale? You know, yeah. the boss battle was a you know the yeah. I, I found the boss battles also to be pretty interesting in this game. I think you mentioned Randall last week, like them kind of having almost like a bullet hell yep. vibe to them at times. Maybe not as extreme as that, but definitely more frantic and, and dodgy than you typically get in oh, yeah. top down adventure. In this type of game, yeah. In this type in action RPGs, you're not seeing a lot of bullet hell patterns from bosses. So Right. <laughs> kind of a cool, unique spin that they put on and yeah, uh Evil Wizard Crocus was no different. You know, his <laughs> he had like multiple different patterns and yeah, I I definitely enjoyed the battle you know with fireball took him out pretty effectively but you know still kind of had the the heart pumping a little bit and anytime when you watch a story close and you get those end credits it just feels good so uh happy to have played through this game i probably will power it back up to see uh there's definitely you can tell on the map there's some places still that i haven't seen like uh maybe like six or seven tiles that are kind of shrouded by clouds oh wow yeah i know so I'll, I'll go back, see if I can't find those last three scrolls and some of those other, um, you know, active and passive items that I'm just missing to come kind of complete that out and get close to 100 percent completion that way. Just because I like being in that world. It's fun. God, I, w- I wish there was some way I could have just a, an idea of where the remaining scrolls are, because bro, I know they could be like even in the dungeons that oh yeah we've already done. So it's, oh, there's definitely you possibility. just gotta scour the entire <laughs> fucking game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe you should just, just want to give Elisa her scrolls. I want to make her happy. <laughs> I, I know, right? To see what it is that happens at that point. So yeah, that's a whole other part of the game that we're not even sure. You know what? What's the resolution there as far as giving all the scrolls to Elisa? Maybe she's the real final boss. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? I'll let you that. guys know when I'll let you guys know when I beat it. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> it better be when and not if, Kevin. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not making any promises. So, yeah, still still an overwhelming recommendation for me. I definitely enjoyed my time and, you know, finally beat a game for the first time in a long time. So nice, man. Nice. I, and I think uh, are we all 
confident to just wholeheartedly give that the pursuing pixels stamp of recommendation. Yep, gets whatever the PP stamp. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> put, the, put the trademark on that one. Oh man. Maybe t- <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I like that though. Yes, like it that. does. It does get but, the PP stamp. <laughs> oh boy. All I'm right, all sorry. right. No. No. <laughs> That's good. But uh but yeah, I had a, I had one more game I wanted to talk about this week. If uh, if you guys don't mind, we'll indulge you. Um, I've been playing. <laughs> I've been playing a little uh, another another sort of puzzle game. It's like a card based card based move based whatever you want to call it uh, puzzle game called Golf Peaks. Yeah, uh, which I picked up uh, on sale for three fifty on the eShop. It's normally only five bucks, so it's uh, I think it originated as an iOS game or, or a mobile game. Uh, but it's basically you know it's like a an isometric view and you can basically uh you can take a shot in any of the uh intercardinal directions so like northwest southwest uh you know northeast southeast um and you basically can all the cards will be you can either take like a putt that will go you know either it's like tile based you know so everything will go either one tile or two tiles right uh but you'll have a tile that will either show like a uh a uh, chip shot that'll go one tile in the air and then two tiles on the ground or two tiles in the air and one tile on the ground or and you'll have an assortment of you know one to four to you know five or six i haven't seen any that have been more to more than like five or six cards um but you have these set amount of shots and you basically just have to solve the puzzle you know there's like you know when it starts off it's just basically get get the ball in the hole using these moves that you have you know the, these cards or moves that you have uh, utilize. Okay. Uh, each one is like it's just each level is like a prescribed you get the same cards and you okay. just have to utilize those that set of cards to get the ball into the hole um and it's always the same every time okay so like so it's so, a puzzle really yeah it's yeah. it's to, it's a total puzzle game for sure knowing um, you i just assumed it was like an actual golf game <laughs> no 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 this is like pure puzzle with a golf theme okay um and so you're it's more you're, of my alley <laughs> yeah it's it's really fun and it actually uh our buddy John, who we've mentioned now a few times just on this episode of this <laughs> podcast, um, but he uh, he recommended this game to me. And I, I think I even mentioned like I sent it to him just like, hey, this looks pretty cool. And he just bought it right away and was like, hey, this game's sweet. I had a great time. So I picked it up as well. And uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's bunkers like as you progress, you know, you start out with just kind of regular flat land and then the, there'll be a little elevation. So like, for example, if you have a, a card, you can put two tiles but you need to get the the ball into the hole that's right behind you like right to the southeast of you Mm -hmm. um you can putt in the northwest direction Uh, this is getting confusing here but you can putt in the northwest direction or the upper left direction and have it bounce off the wall if it's at a higher elevation so that counts as one tile and then back in the opposite direction to go back into the hole whereas if you were to putt just straight at the hole it would blow right past it by a tile. A little putt so putt like, action going on there. Exactly. Yeah. So you're you're playing like your moves of like or for example, like when you have these chip shots, when, once you start getting the elevation into play and you can take shots that go into the air, not only can you get above those lips instead of bouncing off them, but then you can like if you have a shot for per se that or let's say that would carry over two tiles and then land and roll two tiles. If it lands in a bunker, it's just going to land and not roll. Right. So then you have to figure out, okay, do I do I need to utilize all this rolling, or maybe maybe I need to 
waste this tile or waste this card, not waste this card, but you spend it on like getting the ball over this gap because sometimes they're not even connected. You have to actually like cross over an empty space. Right. But I can't afford to have it roll because it'll roll off the edge or it'll roll. Um, you know, it's almost like a similar perspective to bad north. It's like other than you can't rotate the camera, but it's like that isometric okay. top down perspective. So does it seem like there are multiple ways you could approach any course or it seems like some are that way and some seem like they're a little more prescribed. It does seem like they set it up in ways that you like no matter what way you go, you can probably do the same general solution in a, in a few different paths. Okay. Right. So it's it's not like, oh, if you make the wrong first shot, you're screwed. OK, but you can also just hit B. Uh, on the switch i'm playing this on the switch but but the back button on whatever system you're playing it on to go back like one move at a time um i'm making myself like get get through it all in one turn essentially so like if i mess up i'm going back all the way to the beginning and then and then starting again um but that's just like a personal i could just be like oh shit i clicked the wrong card let me go back one move and do yeah it if it's like you know that everything up to that point was definitely correct it's like why waste the time to right exactly okay. so it can, you can just do it one move That's at nice. a time so you're um, like laying you're, out a sequence of cards and then watching all those actions am i getting you're, that right? you're doing it no you're doing it one at a time oh, okay. but you can you can after you make one move if you're like oh shit i didn't mean to click that or or just like <clears throat> oh that didn't work the way i thought it would I you see. can just hit B and go back one turn at a time. Uh, okay. But then you can hit B again and go back the previous turn. And you can go back each move one at a time, essentially. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and there, there, it's basically, you know, it's a pretty, again, it was originally a mobile game. There's like, I think there's at the uh, right on the title screen, it just says there's like 108 levels. Um, and Dang. there's always like nine levels and then three like challenging ones in each world that, uh, that are just like a little bit tougher and like maybe have a little bit more of like an open-ended solution and they incorporate like water and mud and bunkers and all that stuff. But like, but some of them, like the mud, for example, like it won't, it, it really doesn't take effect unless you land on that tile. Like if you put it, it'll just roll right over it. But if you land on it, then it'll get like absorbed and go back to like a safe space that isn't mud or isn't okay. water. Uh, the water, on the other hand, if you if you hit it into the water, it, as soon as it touches the water, it's in the water. But then there's like the world that I just got to. I think I'm on the fifth world now um, has like these elevation platforms. So like as soon as the ball lands on that tile, it'll like launch it into the air. If it still has more distance to cover, it'll launch it into the air and it'll stay in the air. So like if I put it four tiles and it hits on the second tile it'll launch into the air and then travel two more tiles into the air. Okay. Um, so it, it has a lot of like, I don't know. It's, it's been interesting. I've definitely been stumped. It's one of those, like I'll play a bunch of holes and then I get stumped and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn it off. And then I come back the next day and I'm kind of like, okay, <laughs> Oh, now I see the solution. Oh, it's I one of those kind of games. So it's again, I, I don't think there's a, uh, there's plenty of levels and for the three fifty I paid for it or even five bucks, I wouldn't scoff at that for one second, but uh, this is just like a couple minutes per level. Yeah, it's it, well, it depends again on some of the ones I've been stumped on. I play for like five, ten minutes and and still not finish it and just be like I got to I got to come back to this. So okay. it just depends. But some of them I breeze through in 20 seconds, you know, right. you just find you stumble okay. on the solution right away or you just sometimes I just kind of see it like, oh, here's clearly the way I'm supposed to do this. But um, it isn't that way every time. And they are they are mixing up the puzzles. They're growing on themselves each time, but they're also like mixing it up in ways that you can't just like 
it doesn't just build on itself in a way that's just clearly, oh, I'm just mastering the flow. It's like you, right. you do have to change up your thought process and your strategy. Like they'll they'll give you different loops of like you're getting the groove of like, oh, I get how this how this water mechanic works. But now all of a sudden I have only chip shots to work with. I can't just like put it in the water and have it and waste that card. You know, you just have to rethink how you how you go about each level. But definitely, that's definitely cool. finding it. Finding it fun and a and a perfect like play it on the switch handheld right before I go to bed or you know while I'm watching a TV show and mindlessly you know my uh, my or not mindlessly playing this while I'm mindlessly watching a TV show right and and committing you know my brain power to playing this game so definitely having a good time playing that just again like real clean minimalist aesthetic you know not not too far off from something like Monument Valley. Uh, not, not quite as inventive as that, you know, it's real, just kind of basic looking at the same time, but yeah, I, I, I don't know that that sounds like a slight, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's just real, it's really simple, but a really fun, clever take on a golf card based puzzle game. <laughs> yeah. You convinced me I'm going to be grabbing this one when we're done here. It sounds awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's definitely cool and definitely curious to see, uh, see what you guys think. Yeah. Or see what you think, at least, Randall. Yeah. He doesn't care what I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to pick it up or not. I'll so. probably snag it. Yeah. 350 Yeah. Came into that. a lot of uh, eShop money Ooh, there lately. You <laughs> there you Birthday go. boy. That's right. <laughs> DJ Warbucks. Over there. Uh, <laughs> swimming in cash. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that pretty much wraps up uh, everything we've been playing this week. And uh, in the past, we've we've been trying to pick a game each week, and that's become uh, a little bit overwhelming to, you know, just to squeeze in and, and if we're in the right mood to play. So I think we're going to try something a little different. Uh, we're not necessarily going to select that at this particular moment, but <laughs> not this moment. I think we're <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think we're going to try to shoot for uh, picking a game each month that we can all come together for like the last episode each month or the first episode of each month, whatever we end up deciding. I will figure that out later and we'll touch on that next week. but. We'll pick a game and uh, we'll that we can all kind of follow along with and play. And then otherwise, uh, we can kind of just, you know, do it kind of more of what we did this week, even though we all did play Breakfast is Battle, but just kind of do the roundtable free for all kind of thing. So that's what we'll be doing next week. Um, you know, we'll just talk about what we've been playing in the meantime. Hopefully DJ can uh, polish off Bad North and maybe move on to something I'll new. But if not, we can... <laughs> Bad North forever. I, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. I don't uh I don't have a problem with that. I'm actually looking forward to uh, having a little more time to sink my teeth into something that that I've been, you know, maybe holding off on for a while, right. but at the same time being at not being at the mercy of the weekly game of like, oh man, I got to get I got to make some time for this cuz a week is a lot shorter. Than it it goes sounds. by fast. I didn't play Breakfast <laughs> Battle until today. <laughs> yeah. Case in point. And that was that was kind of what got me thinking about it. it was just like I don't want us to feel the pressure of like, you know, I don't I don't want us to ever feel like we have to play these games. I want us to play games because we like playing video games. That's why we started doing this in the first place. So sure. I don't want to feel like I can't play bad North. <laughs> <laughs> That's what really this is all about. That's really what it's all about. We'll be as soon as DJ beats bad North, we'll be right back to business as usual. But, uh, <laughs> but no, so we'll, uh, we'll be discussing over the next week or so if, uh, what we're, you know, what we're all kind of in the mood for and yeah. we'll follow up with that, uh, next week. But, uh, until then, I think we can pretty much wrap it up there. So uh, thanks for uh, listening, everyone. And this has been uh, Pursuing Pixels. 
Hope you all have a great week and great rest of the day. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Take care. I like that you can, I didn't even notice you could do this, but when you're on the main screen of the Switch, you can actually sort your games by most time played. Yeah, I think they just added that in the last update. I wish they would show the t- the time played in the, like, next to the yeah, game title. That would be cool. But it is still cool to, like, it, the other day I put it like that, and I was just, like, scrolling up from the bottom, and I was like, look at all these games I've never even booted up <laughs> Oh, yet. my God. Like, there's, like, over 40. Yeah, I'm, actually, let me do that right now. I'm sure it's a bloodbath. There, I have not booted up a game. It, it's probably since, uh, no, go up, since Cadence? I think. Have you played Cave Story? I know I've booted up this, so oh I must have God. at least booted up. Oh, this is bad. And I, I booted up, I booted <laughs> oh up <my> Figment. <laughs> oh, I booted up this, I think, too, to just look at the menu, but definitely haven't played it. But I played this for like a sec, so I think I've at least... But I don't remember booting up Katana Zero. You must have. But only to look at the titles. Yeah. I've never even touched it. So just to be safe. So this whole row... We'll just start with this game. (laughs) Oh, I lost count here. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So 11, I'm so at like 60, 60. 65. I'm at 65. Yeah, yeah. I've got 60. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Guys. That's horrible. I'm probably at what like the fuck? Three. <laughs> it's a fucking problem. I've, I've, I should add up what I've spent on all the. No, I sh- definitely shouldn't. And a lot of these other ones above it are ones that I just started like one time. <laughs>